Welcome to the NBA Unconfused Podcast. This is a podcast for a middle-aged dad, that's me, who grew up watching football, baseball, and hockey, asks his teenage son questions about basketball and the NBA. Zane, I've heard about the decision, but I would love to hear your description of what the decision was and what those players were trying to do. Many people believe, and I definitely believe, that the decision was the start of of modern NBA super teams. Now, like, kind of that model that there's one very good player on a team already who's kind of, like, like is an all-star caliber player, even maybe even better, maybe an MVP caliber player, but doesn't have enough help. So they go, so the team goes out, usually by free agent signing, getting a couple other players, two or three at most. Not not usually one. Like if they get one other player, it's not really considered a super team just because it's two players. Um, but a super team, I'd say, is like three to five players. Five players is absolutely insane, but it has been done before. So let's talk specifically about the decision. Who were the players involved and how did they end up there? Going into the season where the decision takes place, I'm, I think it was 2010. LeBron James, he's at the end of his contract in Cleveland. He's very, he, he's, everybody knows he's great. They, they all know he has the, the highest potential in the league. He's still relatively young. He's a little bit disgruntled because he's not getting as much help as he needs. He's never gotten enough help. He played with one all-star in that first stint with Cleveland, and that was... Zydrunas Ilgaskas, which is <laughs> which is a which is a, a mouthful. So he decides he he he's he's already good friends with Dwayne Wade at this point. The Cleveland Cavaliers up to this point have only made the finals once and they didn't win. He decides, you know, he's gonna, you know, do this whole thing where he's gonna sign sign wherever in this offseason. He's not gonna sign with Cleveland. He knows that. Nobody else knows that yet. You know, on my favorite team, the Toronto Raptors, he's a little bit disgruntled too, not as much as LeBron is because he's not, obviously he's not as talented and he's not, they, they don't have as big of expectations, but they are, you know, they do have this guy who is a very, very, very good generational talent type player. Chris Bosh, he also is going into free agency and he's, he's like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to go to somewhere where I can get help too, because he has, he's had nobody so far. And then Dwayne Wade is already on the Heat. The Heat have been good. They won a championship in 2006, but they they don't have that same type of type of roster capability anymore. And that championship was with Shaq. Shaq is long gone now. I think he's either on the Suns or the or the Celtics at this point. He's like 40. So Dwayne Wade, he's like, okay, I need help this offseason. He he tells. I'm pretty sure Pat Riley is is already the GM of the Heat. So he tells Pat Riley, he's like, I need to get me some help. So LeBron and Chris Bosh, Chris Bosh is is into it already. He's he's fully convinced. They both decide that they're going to sign with Miami. And of course, this is all like, they're all talking to each other. Dwayne Wade, LeBron and Chris Bosh are all, they're all, this is planned, right? Mm -hmm. They, They all want to have help. They all need help. Since LeBron is like the best player in the league, he he decides he's gonna do this whole thing. He's gonna he's gonna have this entire special uh, for his decision. But Dwayne and Chris Bosh they lose contact with him like five days before when they do they do their own little special. It's not it's not it's not as big, but it's like the two of them and they both are like, yeah, we're gonna sign with Miami, and that's obviously big because Chris Bosh is an all star. Like th- this is big for Miami already. Then 
LeBron, he kind of goes out of contact with them. They get both get really worried because they're like, he, did he change his mind? Is he going to, because New York was on, the New York Knicks were on the list. Um, he was, he could have gone back to Cleveland. That was a very big, I mean, it's his hometown. He wants to win a championship for them. Dwayne says that he was, he actually had, like, like a lot of other people, he had a decision party. Like he, he was actually like watching it and he didn't know if LeBron was going to sign with them, which is bizarre. LeBron ends up des- deciding to sign with the Miami Heat and they form a super team. It's interesting because this super team has a lot of the characteristics of a super team, right? Like this is like the blueprint for a super team, I, I believe. They signed two players from free agency that are that really needed help onto a team that really needed help, but they ha- they have almost nobody else. They have some solid role players, but it's not enough. So I feel like that's the the blueprint. Right. For, so it's not meant to be a balanced team. It's meant to be yeah. a top-heavy team. Well, because all your cap space is going to these three players. Right. So let's talk about that because that, that seems like an important point that when a team goes with this approach, there's a reason that Cleveland didn't do it. They didn't want to spend the money. It's a short-term gamble, right? Mm-hmm. This is not something where you're acquiring players that you're going to have for the next five years and build up a team. You're going for a championship the next season or the second the yes. season after, right? Yes. It's a it's it's a very yes. short term. They were they were in win now mode. Miami was in win now mode. They knew they needed. It's interesting because I think unlike any other sport, really, I I think basketball is the only sport you can really do this in. There are superstars on a lot of teams that are not good teams. Mm-hmm. Even three superstars on a team might mean that the team is still not very good. Yeah, whenever, whenever I, you know, like, I don't, I don't pay attention to baseball year round, but whenever I do, I'm like, man, like this team, they have like these, these like four guys and they're so, they're all so good. How are they, how do they suck? Like, it, it's just because, you know, basketball, it's such a small team. There's like, like 15, 20 players on a roster. If three of those guys are some of the best in the league, that helps you astronomically. So let's cover uh, really quickly. What was their end result? I think I heard you um, mention it. What did what did the Heat do with this super team? So I believe that the first the first couple seasons they did not win a championship. They fell to the Mavericks in one of the greatest finals performances ever by Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, they fell to the Spurs one time. I believe that was LeBron's last year there. So they won back to back championships. I'm pretty sure. Which I mean that turned out for them, but it took a little longer than they expected. Which I feel like super teams they have a they have a very high chance to fail. It's it's win or bust. Right, like it's it's championship or bust for them. Right, right, and that's uh, I I didn't realize how many years they had a had a chance to do it with that team. Yeah, it's more than I would have expected. Yeah, because LeBron returns to Cleveland. I'm pretty sure either in 2014 or 2015. I I think it's 2015 because that's when they make the finals. Have there been teams since then that have tried to do this in the same way? In the players deciding that they're going to go together. And do that. Well, I guess there's two um, involving the same player. Kevin Durant chooses to sign with the Golden State Warriors after they knocked the, after they knock his Oklahoma City Thunder out of the playoffs the year before. That one is so interesting because that OKC team had so much potential. They have Russell Westbrook, who two or three years after that is one of the best players in basketball. Russell Westbrook and James Harden both win an MVP less than five years after Kevin Durant leaves OKC. Kevin Durant's already won an MVP by the time he leaves OKC. It's, it's extreme talent on that team. Him leaving that team with so much talent just to just to join the Warriors, who had legit and just knocked them out of the playoffs. Of course, they won like a lot of championships. I think back-to-back, I guess it worked out for him. But 
it's so frowned upon because that's ultimate ring chasing. And he didn't even need to ring chase. The OKC was going to win a championship no right. matter what. Until like 2019, those three players, if they kept, if they were managed to kept, kept keep them together, because obviously James Harden, you know, he he wasn't he wasn't crazy happy on that team. But if they managed to keep those three players together through, I'd say through 2019, if they all progress the same way, of course we don't know. But if they all progress the same way, that's still a, a valid super team. Is this one of the challenges of having a super team like that? Is that you have players that were the they were the star on the yeah. previous team? There, there's a lot of other examples that kind of like this, like the the Spurs big three, where it's not necessarily a super team, but it's three stars, and then there's one guy who is not. I mean, Mono Ginobili, he was a six man, but he was an all star or an all star caliber player. I'm sorry, but he played six man his entire career because that's what he that's what he was the best at, and it it, it worked out for him. The same thing with Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh was not in a big role on that Heat team. He was not in a big role comparatively to what Dwayne Wade and LeBron were were in. Dwayne Wade was kind of like he just fell into like he just fell into like this this playmaking role. He everything was make LeBron happy, keep him happy cuz that was what depended on it. But yeah, I mean, Kevin Durant joins the joins the Warriors. They become like the greatest team ever assembled. Mind you, this is the season after they go 73 and 9. So they go 73 and 9 having the best record in NBA history and they add Kevin Durant. <laughs> For nothing. This was yeah. not a trade. This was a signing. Um, so they they add Kevin Durant, making their lineup, their starting lineup: Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Kevin Durant. Like I said before, like it wasn't necessarily the same blueprint of a super team. Right. It wasn't uh one star. They get like two or three other stars. It was more just three stars on one team. They just had the best season in NBA history, and they add one of the best scorers of all time. Does this blueprint for a super team prevent other teams from putting together a good, well-balanced team that can make a run for a championship? Super teams fail a lot. A lot of super teams have failed. The Lakers tried to do it twice, both times with Kobe Bryant. The one, I, the one that is most notorious is when they had, when they had, when they signed Steve Nash and Dwight Howard, adding that to to Kobe Bryant, and they failed. They could not do anything. That's definitely a failure. The most recently, 2020 Nets completely failing. I mean, only made it to the second round of the playoffs in their best year. James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, you you could never have thought that combo would go wrong. But again, they have that. That was another one that is almost exactly the same. Kevin Durant leaves, Kyrie leaves. They're both in they're both talking about this. Although I guess James Harden wasn't on the team already, but the Nets basically go through a whole rebuild, but it's an instant rebuild. Yeah. So they trade away all their young players, they trade away all their picks, and they get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. That is an instant rebuild. And so just get... to just to um to summarize, we've we've introduced some new terms. Yeah. Um instant rebuild, ring chaser, and super teams. All right, mm-hmm. we've defined all of those. Yeah. It's obviously the big markets that do this. Is there resentment? Has it changed it? Do what do people think about it? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't really thought about the big markets thing yet. Uh, but I mean, thinking about this, they're all big markets. Brooklyn, a huge market. Los Angeles, twice, mind you, when they when they signed, uh, Carl Malone in, in the twilight of of his career, and Gary Payton in his twi- in the twilight of his career. That is that was another failed super team they had. Houston, a couple times. That's a, that's a big market. Uh, Golden State, not as much, but Miami, that's a huge market. Right. So. You're right that you do need a big market. And I feel like 
it's it's changed the way teams try to build. They're not just setting aside. We have this star player now. Let's get everybody we can to build around him. We need if we have if we have like one of the best point guards in the game can can pass like hell can can shoot like hell. Do we need people that can score around it? People that can rebound around it? People that can do everything that he can't. Right. Not necessarily stars, but role players that are good right. enough to fill that role. But that's not how it's built anymore. I mean. You have teams just like, oh, we have a star, let's go get another star. And now we're a lot better. That This happened just recently. The 76ers had probably the best player at the time in the league. Of course, I don't think he's the best player right now. But he was, Joel Embiid was about to win MVP. They trade for James Harden. And, you know, his production goes down a little bit because they have a 20-point-per-game score now. The main thing there was they're not trying to put a bunch of role players around Joel Embiid. They, they traded away two very good role players. They traded away Andre Drummond, who gave them a lot of rebounds, a lot of needed rebounds, and Seth Curry, who was the, like one of the one of the best shooters in the league, for James Harden. So that's and a just prime to be example. Clear, like the last uh, time you said this, Seth Curry. Right? Yes, this yes, is Seth Curry. Uh, Steph no, Curry. No, they did not trade Steph Curry to the Nets. Yeah, just being clear. Andre Drummond. Ultimately, like all time, he is one of the best rebounders all time. Of course, he's older now, but they trade him away too, and they get James Harden, who's not even in the prime of his career anymore. But they just want the big names. They want to make sure that they have the big names around around their star. And I for I I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that they did trade away Ben Simmons too. But that wasn't that didn't really change up their roster because he wasn't playing that year. Of the last three teams that have won. The championship. So I don't really want to just talk about super teams, but we're talking about what has changed in basketball. And if you're indicating that it just has gotten easier to go out and get additional star players instead of building a well-balanced team around a star on the last three championship teams. Obviously, the Golden State Warriors just won the championship. They have ultimately like kind of the same team they have had for all the championship runs. They've had kind of the same team, but now they don't have Kevin Durant. Now they don't have DeMarcus Cousins, who was added a year after they got Kevin Durant, uh, and he was supposed to be an all-star, which is what I referenced before. It was the five the five guys super team. Right. Uh, but that didn't really work. Of course, they did win. They did go to the finals, but I'm saying like he didn't prove to be as good as they thought he would be. So, yeah, Andrew Wiggins, great role player. He, won a, he was in an all-star game, and he obviously helped them Far, far, far more than a lot of other players on the team did to get that championship. Draymond Green is still on the team. Klay Thompson is still on the team. Steph Curry had an amazing finals performance. So but that team is not, that is not a super team. That is a homegrown team. Let's go back to the previous year. Milwaukee Bucks, I'd say mm, they are a homegrown team because they're, they're superstars. Giannis Antetokounmpo, who they drafted. Chris Middleton, I don't believe they drafted him, but they got him very early in his career when he was not a star yet. But they did either sign or trade for Drew Holiday that year. Great defensive um, guard. And, you know, adding him to that team, that was uh, pushed their chances of winning that championship up far higher. But I'd say kind of both because they they made that signing, but they also are very homegrown. The rest of their team is not yeah, traded would, for a signed. Whatever. I would say that we're not comparing homegrown versus signed. Mm-hmm. As much as, because I think you can sign players to strengthen your team to make the push for the championship, which is different than than this idea of a super team yeah. that you're putting together. Year before that, that would be the the Los Angeles Lakers. Interesting one. They didn't. I don't think they have enough players, superstar players, to qualify for a super team at that point. At that point, how many did they have? 
just Anthony Davis and LeBron James. The previous year, no, not a super team. The the 2019 Toronto Raptors were extremely, I'm going to admit it, they were extremely lucky in winning that championship, but they had Kawhi Leonard, who is one of the greatest playoff performers in the league right now. And they had they had a very well built team around them. That's 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 another thing. Like if you have one star and a very well built team around them, maybe maybe a couple other smaller stars. Like they had Pascal Siakam, who had won Most Improved Player that year. They had Kyle Lowry. They had Danny Green, who was a great role player. If people haven't picked up on this by now, the Raptors are your team, right? Yeah. Yes. So the, but pas- I, the passion sa- increases I, a little bit. I will admit they they should not have won that championship. The, that doesn't countless, matter. You should never injuries. admit that. Never admit that. I I do believe that they would have. I I I strongly strongly believe that they still had a chance if everybody was healthy in that Golden State series. But it increased their chances by like so much. Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant going out. That was, so so the reason I asked you about those three teams and then I added the fourth because I knew the yeah I knew who the team was. <laughs> To say then, so this whole super team thing, like when it comes out, when the decision came out, like you feel like it's a given that you put three superstars together on a team and that they're going to win. They're going to win. That's not. And it's just not not true. true. Right, right. It's not always true. Super teams are not success. The Nets completely fell apart. They, They traded James Harden away. Kyrie played like half a season last year. Kevin Durant was out for a lot of the year. They don't have nearly enough people to fill to fill in their roster. No centers at all. They have one six nine center who's so, not even that good. So with all that information about those recent teams, would you would you make an argument that super teams have changed the NBA? Yes, definitely. Because like I said, now everybody is trying to create the next super team. Whether they notice it or not, whether they're successful or not, whether they even they even they're even trying. They're all subconsciously. They're all. I feel like not subconsciously. That's a stupid way to say. They're it, probably thinking about it a little more than that. Yeah, but they're all trying. They, that's the final goal, the, right? The, you want to have to have superstars. You want to have like two or three superstars and then a great team around them. That's a super team. Are there any teams this year that are trying to be a super team this year? The Philadelphia 76ers. Who are the three? The three. It's it. See, there's no team that that is. A super team in the league right now, I don't think. Okay. Uh, they're all all the three star teams. I don't think they even maybe are any at this point. Are homegrown, so like the Heat, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is from is was not drafted there, but the two others were, and they're not even really star stars. Right. Bam Adebayo is a great defender. I've Tyler heard the Hero name. is a six six man. <laughs> but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, but I they're think that's not different. they're not star stars. So okay. Yeah. Well, we'll wrap it up on that. Thanks for listening to the NBA Unconfused podcast. We hope you'll subscribe and share the podcast with your friends and family. Until next time.